This episode of the Door County Pulse podcast is brought to you in part by the Door County Community Foundation, inspiring people to give back, to sustain, and advance the community that we love. To learn more, visit givedoorcounty.org. Hello and welcome to the Door County Pulse podcast. I'm Andrew Clyden and I'm joined today by a very special guest, Sarah Ray Lancaster. You are a writer for The Pulse and it's your first time on the podcast. So welcome aboard and thank you for coming on to chat with me. Thank you. It's great to be here. Yeah. So I brought you in because I wanted to talk about something that predates you writing for us uh, full time and is something pretty special and, and pretty important that we, we started doing recently, a couple of years ago. Uh, but I wanted to bring you on to talk about it because I have a lot of questions and I think people would be interested in knowing more about what it is and, and what's featured in this year. And that is the Door Wedding Magazine. So if you're familiar with our publications, we do the Door County Living Magazine, but we also have started putting out a wedding guide. And that's what this is. Walk me through uh, when you were brought in to work on this current issue and, and talk me through that process. Sure. Well, I came on board about the start of the year, early January. Um, and so some of the background and legwork for the upcoming issue had already been done by Aaliyah Kidd. This was her baby prior to me coming on board. And so basically, I took that information, um, added a few more content articles, selected couples, and and really just started to pull it all together for a, a third and a new issue. And you had prior experience working on a, a wedding guide before this one, correct? Yes. Uh, when I freelanced, I helped edit and write for Milwaukee Magazine's annual wedding guide. And then I also did that for uh, the Kenosha News in southeastern Wisconsin. They put out an annual guide as well. Now, as listeners to the podcast will know, I, I can be wildly out of touch uh, a lot of times. And I had never really known, you know, that wedding guides were a big thing until Aaliyah kicked off the first one here. Walk me through what a, a wedding guide is and who, who would pick one up and, and what kind of stuff you might find in one. And then we'll talk a little bit about this issue specifically. Sure. So a wedding guide is basically kind of the best of both worlds when it comes to a wedding magazine and then a directory. Um, so they're really geared towards local communities, highlighting the wedding industry there. So you can get a lot of great information and inspiration and ideas as far as maybe things to do at the reception or styles of weddings or maybe some inspiration for cakes and bouquets. But it's going to be geared toward that local community. So if you find an idea that resonates with you, you can also find those vendors that can help bring it to life. So there's, there's multiple things that kind of come together that add value to something like this, right? So it's not just wedding ideas, like a Pinterest board, right? It's right. not just, here's some ideas that you could throw into your planning, but it's also stories of weddings that took place here too, as right? And features on couples. Right. Yep. We have nine featured couples in this issue. Um, and I think that adds to it too, is that you're not just seeing a a staged wedding. These are actual weddings that the local community and vendors and experts help bring together for real life people. So I think that makes it very relatable for the people that pick up these issues because they can then put themselves in those locations and see themselves in those weddings. Right. And you had mentioned the directory as well. So it's kind of your one-stop shop if you're planning a wedding in Door County to be able to find uh, not only ideas for things that you could do at your wedding, but places to hold your wedding, vendors to employ for your wedding, all of those types of things are included. All of those things and even ideas of what to do with the rest of your time while you're here. Because so often, if you're going to be doing that destination wedding, if you aren't somebody local, 
getting married here, you want ideas of how to spend the rest of your time because more than likely you have your, your wedding party, family and friends traveling with you. So we try to provide that information for people as well. Right. I remember when me and my wife got married here, we definitely took that like a weekend approach, right? Where it was a destination wedding for most people in both of our families. And so we really wanted to give people a wider swath of different things in places in Door County. So we had our groom's dinner at the White Gull Inn and we did a fish boil. And then we did our like pre-reception beer and cocktail hour. We did that at the Alpine so people could see like look out at the water there. And then we did a reception in a different area and we just had people kind of go and explore different areas. We did our, I'm sure there's a word for it, but like the brunch before we leave for our honeymoon, we invited everybody to Alexander's. So everybody got to see kind of a, a full weekend of events and, and things that you might take in at Door County. And that was a big thing, part of like our planning. So I get that, that desire to turn the day into the whole weekend and explore different options. Yeah. And you saw a lot of couples do that too. This issue you even had situations where they had to get really creative with the transportation because there might be multiple modes of transportation that were needed for a specific part of the ceremony or, or part of the weekend. So for instance, our cover couple, they were married on Chambers Island. So that involved not only things to do for the weekend and to, and to build around that, but then to also, how are we going to get to the island? How are we then going to get to the reception site that's on, on the mainland and all those various aspects of it? So yeah, it, it's, it's ideas of what to do, but then also how to get there. Right. So let's talk about this issue in particular. And this issue, of course, was kind of put together mostly through 2020 uh, and into this year. And so elephant in the room, you had the pandemic to deal with. We did. And what were some of the considerations for that? Because, I mean, obviously you could have done, hey, here's the COVID issue of the wedding guide and here's tips for how to make the best of your COVID wedding. But then it doesn't have that longevity or that value past, you know, the pandemic. What considerations were you making when you were putting this together in terms of the stories that you featured and how much you brought the pandemic into the page and how much you kind of kept it evergreen? Well, there was definitely no avoiding the fact that COVID was a part of all of these weddings in some way, shape, or form. Many of them were smaller because of the pandemic and having to cut their guest list size. Many of them took place in a completely different location than maybe what they had originally planned. But the challenge in it, and this was something that as an editorial team we discussed, was how do we address that and acknowledge it, but not make this necessarily the quote unquote COVID issue? Because the unique thing about these publications is when they come out, isn't necessarily the wedding season that people will be using them for planning purposes. So it's out right now during the spring and summer of 2021, and it'll be used throughout the rest of the year, but really people that pick up this issue are going to be using it to plan their 2022 or maybe even 2023 weddings. So it needed to be addressed because whether it's from photos or just the situation surrounding the wedding, it couldn't be avoided. But you also wanted to glean from those stories, what were the aspects of the wedding that might be evergreen or new trends that resulted and are here to stay? Right. That's what I was going to ask about. If there were any opportunities to highlight something a little different because of the circumstances. So you mentioned that weddings were smaller. Are there tips for putting together a more intimate wedding? Things like that. Walk me through some of the, yeah. the different specifications that you dived into. Sure. So one thing we did to kind of highlight the COVID 
elephant in the room, if you will, was we put together a special section featuring four weddings that were micro weddings. And so these were weddings that did downsize and had some as small as 20 to I think maybe as many as 50 and really address what is a micro wedding to begin with, how do you plan one and what did you like about it? And what was interesting is so many of these couples started with ideas for you know, a 200 plus guest list. And when they whittled it down to those few family and friends that joined them, they really found some positives in just being able to take in the day and enjoy the moment and not have to worry about having those kind of uncomfortable two minute conversations with every guest that's at your wedding because you want to thank them and be appreciative. But at the same time, you can't really get into a conversation. So that was one thing that a lot of couples appreciated. And just even having that more laid back feel and just being able to enjoy themselves and not be so stressed. One thing that I I feel like was a trend last year and this year is like the two-part wedding where just the service is held and maybe a small reception for, like you said, 10, 15, 20 people, immediate family, that kind of thing. With the plans to, you know, in 2021 or 2022, we're going to have our big reception where maybe we'll skip the service, but we might have uh, some sort of different ceremony, uh, you know, a vow renewal, and then we'll jump into like the big party where everybody can get together. Uh, Was that something that you saw as, as a trend at all? Like these kind of, here's wedding part one, and then coming soon, wedding part two. There were a few couples that talked about doing that this season in 2021, but for the most part, I think a lot of them were really happy with what they got in the end, and it exceeded expectations of maybe what their original plans were. So I wouldn't be surprised if a few of them maybe did like that larger party, especially if they were traveling far from home and they want to do something more local to their their hometown. It was kind of a mixed bag when it came to whether or not people wanted to do that. I think it'll be a trend. I think the micro weddings are are here to stay for a variety of reasons, for just that laid back feel and being able to really enjoy the moment. Also for the cost savings of it. There are a lot of benefits when it comes to the wedding budget. You might be able to splurge on certain items that if it was a 200 person guest list, you wouldn't be able to afford. The other thing we saw was the use of technology. So while people maybe couldn't be there physically, Zoom even entered the wedding scene. Interesting. So, yeah, yeah. I am imagining a TV full of 25 <laughs> faces, like just parked out right. in the seating area. A lot of them had just laptops that were set up for the outdoor ceremony and then were using hotspots or Wi-Fi available at the venue so that people who couldn't travel could still be there and see at least the ceremony portion um, of, of the wedding. Uh, some other trends that we saw. With I was the- also imagining like half of the wedding party couldn't make it. And so laptops with their faces were set up in the dining room for the, the head table. Well, and <laughs> I didn't see that, but yeah, there were situations that were part of the wedding party couldn't make it. So there were last minute changes where other people stood in as the attendants and, yeah, and best Anybody man. off the street. Right? <laughs> right. Just grab them from, you know, downtown Sister Bay. <laughs> So walk me through a couple of the stories in here. You said that there were nine profiles. Were there any stories that kind of stood out to you just off the top of your head? One thing I really loved was seeing the creativity that couples displayed when it came to maybe rethinking their wedding, but mostly when it came to choosing their venues. There were two in particular that really stood out to me. One was a wedding that the ceremony took place on the Urabaki, which is one of the ferries of the Washington Island Ferry Line. Just trying to combine that, okay, outdoor element, 
a unique place that is very Door County. And so I think that one really put an interesting twist on wedding venues. Was there a, a time limit on that too? You had from from the mainland to the island is all the time you get for the ceremony or did they, you know, you know take they, the scenic they route? didn't specify, but I know it was a, I think it was a one o'clock departure. So the bride did say that that was the most stressful part of the whole day was just making sure all the guests were there and ready to go when the ferry set off. Right. So yeah, that, that would add a little bit of additional stress, I guess, to the day. But it turned out really wonderful and offered some really great photo opportunities. The other one that to me just screamed nostalgic Door County was the wedding by two locals, actually, that took place at the Skyway Drive-In. And there you had ample room. And it was it was a very unique in the ceremony took place there right in front of the big screen. But the reception itself wasn't your typical reception. It was really just cocktails and some furniture set around fire pits and just this really kind of cozy getting together with friends and family in a safe environment. And I think it only went, you know, a little bit into the evening. It wasn't a really late reception. There wasn't any dancing or music. It was just a time to really celebrate and and gather with friends, which I think was something people were craving during the pandemic as well as having those opportunities to connect with others. So couples made the most of that too. Yeah. I love how the Skyway drive-in was used, you know, this year and a lot of last year too, for different events, because it, like you said, it creates that, that really nostalgic sense of place Mm -hmm. as well. It's a cool venue. It's big, open. You can do a lot of different things there, but it also just has this inherent history and vibe to it as well. Uh, I thought you were going to say that the reception was also at the drive-in and the food was the concession food. <laughs> they did have kind of a concession stand theme to a lot of their their menu, which was kind of fun. I think gourmet popcorn was one of the favors that they gave away, which was kind of a cute twist and movie theater candy. The other interesting thing about both of those weddings is that because they were using the ferry line and the drive-in, which are really popular with tourists up here during the regular travel season, is they were fall weddings in October and November. So they really highlighted what can be done in what I think has in the past been considered the off-season for the wedding industry. But really what we're finding now is there is no off-season. Really any month in Door County is a gorgeous and fantastic time to be married here. And these couples definitely showed that. Yeah, we got married in the summertime, but I wanted a fall wedding because I, I like the temperature a little bit more, but I also really, really wanted to wear wingtip boots. Nice. But I I went with double monks instead. No, that so. works too. In addition to the nine profiles, there's also a couple of other pieces that were written for the guide, uh, you know, tips, tricks, interesting things like that. Walk me through some of the, the supplementary material. Sure. So some of the supplementary material included... Uh, things based on some trends that we were seeing. One of those, or I should say two of those being couples writing their own vows. So we did a, a short piece on some tips on on how to write vows that sound like they're coming from the heart, maybe ease some of the fears that surround writing and then reading vows that you wrote yourself. So and the other thing that we did were first looks. And a first look is where the couple will see each other for the first time, as opposed to maybe waiting until the ceremony. So it's a time set aside with just them and the photographer where you just capture that moment where you see each other for the very first time that day. And it makes for some fantastic, heartfelt, very candid photo opportunities. But 
there are some questions maybe on how to pull that off, you know, how, what locations, how do you fit it into the schedule? And so we tried to answer some of those basic questions for people and, and get some tips to make it smooth for both the couple and for the photographer. You know, I have a tip for a really memorable first look. My first look was seeing my wife get her veil stuck in the door before she walked down. So the photos that we have are her with her eyes closed laughing and her dad like scrambling to try to pull her veil from the door. That's fantastic. It is one of our favorite photos from the event. So that's my tip is if you want something super memorable, just jam that veil in whatever crevice you can before you, you walk down the aisle. I completely second mishaps at weddings making fantastic photo ops. I mean, something kind of similar. We didn't do first look photos prior to the ceremony, but my father and I were just about ready to head down the aisle. And at the last minute he says, wait, I think we're on the wrong side and we were on the wrong side of each other. So we did this quick switch, but we were already in the back of the chapel. So everybody saw it, but it made us laugh. It made for a really funny photo and, you know, clip on the video and kind of lighten the mood. So there was another piece too, that I had seen that was the, the champagne and cake initiative. Walk me through what that is. Sure. So the champagne and cake initiative stemmed from some of the vendors within the community pulling together and trying to see what they could do as individual businesses to try and help make the situation better for the couples that were having to reschedule or even cancel their weddings altogether. So what they came up with was the Champagne and Cake Initiative, and they gave away a free wedding. So this group of individuals pooled their talents together from floral design to bakery to venue to wedding planning and really just came together put out a call asking people to share their story about their wedding or their original wedding plans, I should say. And then they selected one couple to receive that free wedding. And that was just a really fun piece to write and to get to know that couple that thought their dream wedding was canceled. And then really they ended up with the wedding of their dreams that they never could have imagined themselves. Right. That's really cool. Uh, Last thing that I wanted to give listeners kind of a a sneak peek at is the directory itself. So walk me through what sorts of things you can find in the directory. If you're looking at planning a wedding coming up and you kind of need that one-stop shop to find local vendors and things like that, what are some of the things that people can find in the directory? Sure. So the guide to Door County wedding vendors includes everything from catering options to your ceremony and venue locations to florists and floral design to even your jewelry stores that are up here, transportation. We try to pull in every aspect of wedding planning so that if you're looking for something as a part of the day, we have it up here and we can direct you to the right place. That's good because I I feel like a lot of my involvement when we were planning our wedding was my wife coming and being like, hey, what do you think of this? And I would be like, sure, sounds good. And we move on from that. That's not to say that I was hands-off or anything like that. I was very hands-on just about some specific things. I was very detailed about what everyone would be wearing. So that was my thing. And that took up, you know, half of our discussions were me being a diva about, you know, making sure everybody was wearing the correct stuff. Understandable, though. I mean, pictures last forever. So you want everybody to be looking their best. Yeah, That's true. (laughs) I I also wanted to buck a lot of traditions. I wanted to buck a lot of traditions about how people dressed. And that consumed a lot of our conversations. So I didn't have the brain power (laughs) to also think about, like, what kind of flowers do you want? And I was like, whatever you want. You know, I I don't have a strong opinion on it. So get what you get what you want was basically my approach to it. Um, so I'm glad that there is a list that probably would have helped me a lot in going through and, and picking everything out. 
So like we had mentioned at the top, this is, I believe, the third issue of the Door Wedding Guide, correct? Correct. And so it's it's kind of a, a young publication, but uh, I think we put out a really, really cool product. Uh, wedding photography is always some of the best photography that there is. And so it's just chock full of really beautiful visuals. Makes a great glossy to just kind of page through in general, but there's a lot of value in there as well. And uh, I know that we're constantly updating our guides and we're accepting new vendors and advertisers and all that kind of stuff. So if this is the first time that you're hearing about the wedding guide and you are in the business of providing services for weddings, where would be a great place for people to reach out to, Sarah? But they can reach out to us directly here at The Pulse. Um, they can also follow us on Facebook. We also have a Pinterest page and we also have an Instagram. Right. And those are specific to the door wedding Specific guide, to door wedding. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I mean, because that's, that's one of the beauties of this publication and where we are. We not only have wonderfully talented photographers in the area, we have a backdrop for weddings that can't be beat. So it really does provide us with some fantastic material for the publication, not just in print, but also online. And the nice thing about that too, is even after the issue has come out, we can continue to provide that inspiration for couples that are out there looking to plan a destination wedding or for those that live here in the area and want to do something close to home. Right. The Door Wedding Guide is out and available for everybody. Uh, you can find it wherever you find the Pulses or Door County Living Magazine. I always say you can basically just spin around with your eyes open and you'll find it somewhere wherever you are in Door County. If there's nothing else to add, I think we've got a great issue here that people will really enjoy flipping through and I encourage everybody to go check it out, especially if they haven't checked out the Door Wedding Guide before. Uh, I think that this one's going to be a really interesting one to see. With that, Sarah, I think so much for coming on the podcast and I look forward to chatting with you again soon. Thank you. It was great to be here. Thank you so much for listening to the Door County Pulse podcast. If you want to support us at the Pulse, check out doorcountypulse.com slash shop where you can get a weekly Pulse subscription, purchase some incredible Door County artwork from Pulse artist Ryan Miller and much more. We hope you've enjoyed the Door County Pulse podcast and we will see you next time.